All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. If you're new here, hang out for a minute. Get to know some of the other people. Uh, you don't have to, you know, you, you can talk if you want. You can talk back to uh, me and to my guest while you're listening. You can uh, get mad. You can... Uh, uh, laugh, do whatever you need to do. Just hang out and uh, see if it works for you. I, I, you know, I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, that's okay. It's a weird thing about uh, getting older or, or getting more comfortable. I don't know, but uh, I'm not, I'm not really competing with anybody anymore. You know why? Because who gives a fuck? It takes too much energy to be jealous or compare yourself to other people. Because if you're doing okay, if you're just doing okay, you're probably winning. And I don't like to use the word winning. First, I want to say that Allison Janney, the Allison Janney, Oscar award-winning Allison Janney, the, the, one of the most amazing actresses and presences. Is that a word? Presences? From the show, she's on the show Mom, but you've seen her in many movies. She's in the West Wing. She was in, she's been in a million things. But Allison Janney is here. All right. Hey, look, I've got some uh, announcements. Some, a couple of big breakthroughs. Uh, but mostly I'd like to tell the people of the UK and Ireland that I'm coming there in April. I'll be at the Lowry in Salford. April 4th, I'll be at the Royal Festival Hall back in London. April 6th. I'll be at uh, uh, the Birmingham Rep on April 8th. And on April 11th, I'll be back in Dublin at Vicker Street. You can go to WTFpod.com slash tour for all the ticket info for the upcoming, uh, I think, four or five more dates at the Dynasty Typewriter here in uh, Los Angeles through February. Those are Sundays at 7 o'clock. So they're, they're, they're nicely positioned time-wise for those of you who need to get uh, sitters or whatnot. Those are on February 10th, February 17th, February 24th, and March 17th here in Los Angeles. And then I got a couple of dates in Colorado coming up uh, March 23rd at the Wheeler Opera House in Aspen and uh, March 24th uh, in Boulder. I'll be doing a more extensive club tour preparing uh, the hour reaching out to the people, doing multiple shows in multiple cities before I do a few theaters here and there, keeping it light, not trying to uh, kill myself or win some goddamn prize. But uh, those days will be forthcoming after I get done with shooting of the third season of Glow. So there's that. Something happened that, that does sort of um, imply change is possible. Uh, on all levels, but certainly personal. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it, but it happened, and it happened uh, in a, a sort of a roundabout way uh, in a theater. So, what is the dramatic change? I've been doing uh, a lot of comedy lately. I finally broke some ground on some new kind of, you know, personally relevant bits which is good doing the work on that i was at the comedy store last night and for some reason chevy chase got on stage with no act at all 
uh, with not do did nothing. You know, it's sort of weird to see him, but like you you know his. I used to love him when I was a kid, but you know, over time you start to realize, man, he seems to be a kind of cranky, nasty old fuck. And I saw him sitting in the back of the room. I didn't know why. I thought maybe he's just lonely, wanted to come watch some comedy and judge. But he got up there and he took questions for about twenty minutes and. It was up and down, but uh, it was one of those things where it's like, why did that just happen? I guess he's Chevy Chase. He can get up there and do what he needs to do, but why did he want to do it? I don't know. It was uh, it was very bizarre, and it happened. I saw it happen. I was there, and I was wandering around the back of the room going, what's going on? What is going on? What is happening right now? 75-year-old Chevy Chase is up there asking people to ask him questions, in the original room at the comedy store, but I think people were, were happy to see him. And, uh, you know, that's what he did. There were some moments, but it was just a bizarre thing where you're like, why did that happen? This is not, that was not life-changing. If anything, it was a little slightly sad, but whatever. All right, so here's what happens. And this is really what I wanted to talk about. The change in my life is that uh, I think I'm turning a corner on Steely Dan. Hey, oh, look, it's not a big, It's I'm not dropping a bomb here. Maybe I am. I've been judgmental. And maybe this might give a portal of hope to those people that are upset about my point of view about, you know, Marvel movies. Maybe, maybe it's only a matter of time before, as I get older and softer, before I start to, uh, to relent on my opinions about that. But uh, so I was at a play, a play, say the L right, play. That that was really the high point, though. I you know I don't go to theater much here in Los Angeles, but my friend and I'm going to call him that if I can now. Judge me, whatever. I don't care. My friend Tracy Letts has a play up here in, in Los Angeles at the Mark Taper Forum called Linda Vista, and Mr. Letts, my buddy Tracy, uh, set me and my buddy Duncan Birmingham up with a couple of tickets uh, last week. And we went, and I got to say, I don't know how many of you have seen any of Tracy's plays. I haven't seen enough of them. I saw August Osage County, which was genius, won a fucking Pulitzer. I talked to him about it. But this Linda Vista play is fucking great. And I do not understand why. I, and I've talked about this before. You know, go to the theater. It's right there. I drove down on a Wednesday night, and I parked on the goddamn street down there. It was no hassle at all. And I went in and I sat. I did not know what to, I didn't know what to expect from this play. But man, it was, for me, uh, it was relatable. It was funny. It had a great pace and it wasn't tragic. It was, it was sad in parts, but ultimately buoyed by the, by the humanity of it and the comedy of it and the relatability of it. It's very modern. I, I don't want to give anything away. But there's uh, there's some nudity in the play, but it's not gratuitous. It's it's kind of visceral and raw and necessary. And uh, it's a lot about relationships. It's about who we think we are as as people and how we interact with others. And and at the center of it is a cranky, smart, defensive, broken, self-involved man. But there's a lot of women around. There's no, there's a balance or there are relevant themes in it about uh, relationships between men and women, between men and men, between uh, ourselves and ourselves, between us and others, people from uh, 
other countries. It's got it all, but it's all very confined, almost to three or four settings, an apartment in San Diego and a camera shop and a restaurant or two and a bedroom. But it's like it just jams the language of it, the pace of it, the comedy of it. And the main character, the guy who played the main guy was just great. Everybody was great. And it's a Tracy Let's Play, so it's got some punch, man. But where's the big revelation? Is that what you're asking? Outside of having an amazing uh, night at the theater, what changed? I explained to you it was the Steely Dan. How did it change? Well, the main character in the play, he likes Steely Dan. And and in the play, in transitions, they played like two or three bits of Steely Dan songs. And I've been sort of weird and snobby about Steely Dan. I've always felt that it was too sterile, too jazzy, too clean, too, you know, orchestrated. The, the, the very tone of it I found condescending. But there was something about in between scenes, set, set, set changes. They played uh, just a bit of uh, pretzel logic. And there, it just like all of a sudden I realized like, wait, that's, there's a blues song in there. I can hear it. And I, I got home and I, I put on Pretzel Logic. And I, 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 of course, I know some of the songs on there, but I, I don't, I've always just sort of been like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course, I know that song. I know the chorus it was pounded into my head, but never, I, and I, I resented people that like Steely Dan because they really like them and it's almost like a fucking religion. But uh, I listened to it all and, uh, and I realized like that, that guitar is kind of, a little, a little dirty. That's not. That's not alienating. That's not. It, I, this is all right. It might be better than all right. It, it might be amazing. I'm not going to give it that. But point is, I turned a corner. I turned a corner on Steely Dan. So Allison Janney, I was, um, I was thrilled that Allison wanted to do the show because I'm a big fan. She seems like an, an amazing person and an interesting person and somebody I wanted to talk to and it was uh, I, I was excited to have the opportunity she's uh, currently uh, in the show mom it's in its sixth season it's on uh, CBS on Thursday nights she's also in the new movie Troop Zero which has its world premiere at Sundance this Friday February 1st and this is me talking to the truly amazing Allison Janney <laughs> You know Phil Rosenthal. I do know Phil. So Rosenthal. Phil Rosenthal invited me and my parents, oh. uh, who are in town from Ohio, yeah. um, to a goose dinner tonight. So today I text him and I go, "What time's goose dinner?" Oh. And he goes, "5 p.m." And I'm like, "Five? Who is goose dinner at 5 p.m.?" Uh, uh, so so then I was like, "I'm doing Mark Maron's podcast uh-huh. from four to five. I can't be there at five. And he said, "We'll see if you can do it earlier." And I was oh, like, yeah. "Well, I'll." See, but yeah. I think I'm just going to be a little late to Goose Dinner. Where's Goose Dinner? Is that like in Palisades or something? No, he's he lives over in the Wilshire, mid Wilshire oh. area. Yeah, I had him on years ago, and uh, I think it went okay. <laughs> what, 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 what what happened? He well, said I, to say hi, so it must no, have no, 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 we're fine, we're fine. But uh, but I watched a documentary he made about uh, traveling to Russia oh, to right. sell Everyone yeah. Loves Raymond yeah. to a, a global anywhere he yeah. can. Yeah. And in the documentary, it was clear that his parents still lived in the house that he grew up in. And there, I had this moment where I'm like, "Did you? Why don't you get him a house?" And he's like, "They're fine. They're fine." <laughs> and I just sort of like, "Yeah, I have a billion dollars. Maybe you 
get your folks a house. I think that he finally did, by the way. Oh, oh good. I also goose is nice. I'm, it's very goose, fatty. I don't know. I'm I, I'm afraid it's going to be a little gamey. I'm not a fan. It's of not gamey. It's fatty. It is. Well, you've never had goose. I've never had goose. Really? I've played duck, duck, goose. Sure. I've had been called goose. Um, uh -huh. Been goose. I've been goose. Yeah. yeah, all it, those things. But, but not in an office situation. No, <laughs> not in Good. A, not in a me too way. No, you haven't been me too goose. Um, no. Good. I've been listening to your pod. I listen to it a lot. You do? Yeah, I do. And um, I was afraid to come on your podcast because uh -huh. I'm a. I I feel like I'm a better listener than I am a talker. Uh huh. Um. So. If you really? could just talk to me for an hour, and yeah, I'm not. You uh, want to talk more about goose? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. I'm done with the goose. <laughs> My goose is cooked. I have one one goose story where, like, oh, some okay. uh, years ago, uh, it was Christmas, and uh, a, a, a drug dealer that uh, knew everybody and was involved in everyone's life. I can't believe and, a drug dealer is associated yeah, with a goose. Yeah, story. no, he had a Christmas okay. party or birthday party for uh, a guy I knew that. That is now a farmer in Nebraska, alcoholic farmer in Nebraska. But he they they cooked a goose, but there was no plates. So it was just, really, I and mean, it was just there was no. It, did, it feels like there was no knife, but there was this cooked goose that people were just going at. You just like pass it around, yeah, and just kind of rip, piece, rip, rip off pieces, you... yeah, and just uh, and it was uh, yeah, it was it, it was not uh, it was I don't think it was your traditional Christmas goose no, dinner. No, that sounds not very <laughs> no. not not traditional. Yeah, I, I used to have uh, no, uh, no utensil meals in college. You I, did. I went to Kenyon College in Ohio, and we used to. I don't know why we thought this was a fun thing to do we'd go to the diner in, yeah. in mount vernon ohio yeah and um and have a uh, breakfast and, yeah. and you just couldn't use utensils so oh you had to use your hands no matter what it yeah, wasn't no like a what. moroccan yeah. theme no oh. no it was a diner diner you know sunny side up eggs sure. and um and, and you just had to eat everything you and your, your friends hands. yeah it yeah like, was it a theater thing is was i don't know or was it um i don't it was a stupid <laughs> thing it was a it was a really stupid thing you, one of those things yeah. you do in college did you know. smoke Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you give it up? Uh, who said I gave it up? Oh, nice, good for you. Well, I'll tell Hang you what. There. No, <laughs> no quitter. Yeah, no, I have. I've been back and forth with that, and I just um, yeah. I've quit so many times, yeah. and I'm I'm reading for the fifth time uh, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Yeah, you got to read it again and again. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it right now. Mm -hmm. I have a stop date again, but I did just have to play this role in um, this movie about Roger Ailes. I had to play Susan Estrich, the um, uh, Roger Ailes, uh, a lawyer. She's a feminist um, lawyer, right? Um, activist, yeah. rape survivor, incredibly yeah. smart woman. But um, she talks like this. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, I was I was doing a whole movie like that. So though I can't I can't stop smoking now. I right. gotta, you know. Did she smoke? Oh yeah. I think, oh yeah. yeah. But you know, not on camera, obviously. But you could tell that she she smoked. So I thought I can't quit smoking now. I've got to keep smoking because I got to keep that that voice going for real. Down you want it to yeah. be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you still have it. Good. <laughs> well, so, I, mean, I can go down there, but yeah. Well, you know, no. if you keep smoking, you'll just have that voice. I'm so not yeah. going to. I'm just gonna Paul Malls fall out of my mouth. Paul. When I <laughs> Strangely mild for the fact that they're not filterless is my recollection. I've of never them. smoked a Pall Mall. What was your cigarette? Um, what was? Um, or is whatever wherever you're at. What do you, can I, what'd you can start with? That? I started with um, for whatever reason Terrytons because I'd rather ah. bite than switch. Would your folks? Smoke no, those? no, actually that's not true. My first cigarette was my my grandmother who yeah. I blame. She glamorized it all because oh. she would go to the beach with her straw hats and her her yarn around her hats and her shaker of martinis and her Marlboro Reds. Oh, yes, that's what it, well, that was what I started so, with. So 
I would steal, and she had them in her house in the little silver cups uh-huh. with the cigarettes everywhere back oh, when yeah. it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I'd and steal a couple of those and take them to the beach and uh, we'd go under the boardwalk and smoke Marlboro oh, Reds. It was kind of, yeah. it was like so, I mean, God, that habit was so romanticized and so mischaracterized and everyth- everything it brings to you. It's, just They really did a great job of marketing that and stuff. I, and I still love them. I, no matter yeah. what I know about them, my character on Glow smokes and I got to smoke those horrible herbals. But you know what's nice about smoking? When you get cast to smoke, you know how to do it. Yeah. Nothing worse <laughs> than a smoker who doesn't <laughs> know how to how to smoke. But I told I, I actually told people how to do it because the, the trick is you never look at the cigarette. That's right. how you look like. Oh, yeah. It's just part of your body. You just don't look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird to have them back in my hand again. Marlboro Reds, though. I read just, just the other day that they were originally marketed to women before cowboys. Really? Yeah. Uh, very. I, I don't know when that happened, but I'm reading a book about uh, the making of the Wild Bunch, and somehow it went on a tangent about Marlboro uh, because of someone in the book. And originally it was uh, marketed to women, and then they just shifted the complete other direction. God, I wish, I wish, I can't even see what the the visual what the was for, for that for yeah. women. It yeah. was probably, well, I don't know, but... God, they so did. You know. What about that Fox movie? How did it come out? What are you feeling? Well, I didn't. I didn't wait. I just finished. I think they they wrapped today. Actually, really, but yeah. So it's not. It's just to be edited, and everything has to come out. And I signed an NDA, so I can't talk about it. Except at for all. To say, except for to say that I I did it. And what's his name? Roach directed it. Jay Roach. Jay directed Roach. It. God, I love him. He's yeah. Really, have you met him? Or I met him on him? a plane once, and I have not. Uh, I think we he wanted to be on the show. I should probably have him on the show, but I forgot. Until you would today. like him. He, he seemed like a nice guy. He's a really smart, yeah. uh, thoughtful guy. As a director, as an actor, uh, he the notes. John, I got to work with John Lithgow, and oh, wow. we just were sitting together. And Jay would come over and say something, and John yeah. looked at me and said, "I've." I, everything he says, I can use. Really, there's, not, there's nothing he says that you can't use as a as an actor. It's really extraordinary, and he's and he's really gracious and and, and supportive and, and appreciative of what you do as an actor. And yeah, is and, it shot as a comedy? Uh, no, it's you can't uh, talk yeah. about it <laughs> at all. But, I mean, he's sort of a comedy director, so I was just wondering. Yeah, no, this is um uh, right. not right. that. Okay, fine. We, I, as I, understand. I look at I'm the naked mind of Buddy Hackett. I'm just looking at your book. His shelf. son gave that to me. Really? I, I mean, I'm, look, I, I just Nick. stuck it up there. There's I love a few it. books, you know. I, I love the, the the book. That's that's a book I would I would buy for its cover. Exactly. Naked Mind of Buddy Hackett. I love yeah, there's. It. I these are just some of the books. And all your guitars. Guitars. Might, and then stashed over there, hidden, is the recovery stack. That's on the floor there. Oh, I've yeah. got all my I've got all my self help books in the bottom <laughs> yeah. of my shelf too, like tons of them. Every, every, my mother sent me one every week when I was in oh, college. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, I've got recovery books too. I've got I've got every I've got everything. I'll be honest with you. When uh, I've had, I don't know if I should tell you. I, what? Well, I had like you know, Brolin was coming on, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I put my I made sure I put my twelve and twelve up up on this shelf. <laughs> So he would see it directly. So he would, you know, start maybe talking about. It. Oh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're not supposed to talk about it, but no. I do openly, no. and I, you mm-hmm. know, it's like you know, fuck it. I mean, I, in mm-hmm. my mind, it, in my mind, it's like you know, normalizing that thing is the best anyone I can do. I think so too. At That's this what... at this juncture, that tradition has to be rethunk. I I agree. I concur. <laughs> so now. 
Ohio, you went to Kenyon, but you did you grow? Were you from there? Well, I was born in um, Boston while my father was finishing at Harvard Business School, and Ooh, then that's fancy, they, fancy, and then they moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, and then to Dayton, Ohio, and my father went into his grandfather's business, which was uh, commercial real estate. Oh, and he stayed in that? And he stayed in that, even though in his heart, he's he's an artist. He's a musician. What's he play? He's a jazz pianist, and he plays guitar. Yeah. He's just, my dad is 85, and he just I bought him a recumbent trike for 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 the holidays while he's out here. He was when I left, he was out on a bike trail somewhere, and he'll come home and play guitar for hours. Really? Yeah, he just still sit and, and so, take the good? guitar. He's really good. His hands are. He's got some um, arthritis stuff, so the piano is a little harder for him. But but he is. Um, st- Jazz piano was what he grew up doing. I mean, and you grew up with that in the house? Oh, every day. Yeah, I grew oh. up with that kind of music every morning, every night he'd come home. I, and we used to joke that he learned to play the piano so he wouldn't have to talk to anybody because he really he <laughs> yeah. loves to just be at the party and be the guy who's you know making the music, but yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to do any small chat, any you know, chit-chat, anything. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the, but the guitar now, he just... Who was he? He was. He made me. I set up my my Sono system for him on his sure. his phone, and he put on um, Jimmy Rainey. Is uh-huh. who he, he's That's listening his guy? to right now. A guitarist okay. that he's listening to. What kind know. of jazz piano did he play? Old timey. He listened like Fats Waller or right. Tatum, that kind yeah, of yeah, that yeah. kind of music. It's, uh, it, it was really great to have that growing up. That's and, nice. And yet I didn't. I mean, I learned to play the piano, but I yeah. didn't um, uh, follow through on that. Instead, yeah. I wanted to be become a figure skater, and then I went into this, into acting, and then you know, it just it never uh, the, the, my musical talent didn't come out of my fingers but it was but it was an encouraging environment to be creative yes and to music for music is very much a big part of my what i do when i act i always have to find music that um helps me feel a certain way whatever i have to feel really? in a scene yeah music helps me get anywhere i need to go huh. yeah so. so you can identify certain pieces of music that'll make you have certain feelings yeah Huh. Yeah. And did your mom? Yeah, was she a musician? No, she was. Um, uh, she wanted. She was an actress. She went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City. She did. And she was. She did summer stock and was roommates with Rue McClanahan and Eileen Brennan. They were her really good friends. Uh-huh. And um, she did plays with um, Tallulah Bankhead and really? Tony Lobianco. But she was just a, like an apprentice at a, at a summer stock when she did that. Oh, but, and they were those guys. Those older actors used mm-hmm. to do the circuit, right? They'd yeah. come out and do like a, a like a, a family friendly or fun show for yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. So she was in in those and got got reviews for her great legs and one I think that she saved that review, which was kind of fun to look to at. But Bankhead. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I like. I have no point of reference for her. Like I know a lot of older actresses. Do you? No. Not. I know really. the name. I know Tallulah Bankhead. I can't think of one thing that she's right. in right now at all. Odd. That makes me mad at myself. But Eileen Brennan, of course. Is is one of my heroes. You know, I, I mean, you have to know her. I think so. I and the to... last picture show. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, um, she's great. The Sting. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she's um, Private Bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's just, she's just genius. So is she I, still around? She is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I grew up um, getting to go 
uh, see Eileen in a play. We'd go to Chicago because Eileen was in a play there, and and we were kids, so my parents would take us to the. And she's a friend know, of your mom still. Yes. Yeah. Well, she was. They, yeah. they remained friends throughout her life, and and um, but so that's where I think I fell in love. I knew my mother had been an actress, and then I got to go see Eileen when I was a little girl, and it was so sort of glamorous and romantic to be, get to stay up late and you know to have yeah. Eileen come visit after her night oh, on stage, yeah. and, and I just idolized her so. I think that did that, it. That helped me, you know, make a make a decision to become Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. It's a real nice way to spend the day in Dayton, Ohio. Randy Newman. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Did your dad do any major uh, architectural masterpieces? No, but but, but my my great grandfather did. Um, 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 Frank Hillsmith, the Dayton Art Institute, um, they're a beautiful building, and he he built it. Well, he didn't build it, but he helped make that come to fruition. Yeah. Um, but no, mostly my dad's just commercial real estate, nothing artistic there. Yeah. Um, but um, I suppose in the wheeling and dealing of you know contract, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about it either. Yeah. But it's uh, it's a big business. They make strip malls and hotels and stuff. He did have a he housed a, he had a building that he was renting out to someone who had an, it was an ice skating rink. So oh. that's where I got to go skating so I got skating free skating anytime I wanted and and I I wanted to become a figure skater and my mother would get up at you know five in the morning and take me to the rink to come work. on yeah I worked on my figures the compulsory figures that figure skaters do you know the they trace um you know figure eights and loops and things and um, and that came in useful to get yourself an academy award exactly <laughs> It kind of did. I mean, you know why it did? Only because I knew the world of figure skating. I knew what it took for a mother to get up at that hour and get her daughter to the rink and how expensive things were. I felt like I had enough of a knowledge sure. about it, a real firsthand, that I felt, yeah, I can play that role. So, <laughs> when, you, so you, when you were there next to the ice in the rink, you like it was familiar? Yeah, absolutely. How long did you do that for? Uh, I only did it. For maybe um, three or four yeah. years, and then I had a I had this accident where I went to a play class window and on skates. Went, uh, no, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like something would take some work. Much better story. <laughs> I was going in for a triple axel, and I swung too far and went flew out um, of the ring yeah. <laughs> and through the play class door of the ring. <laughs> no, it was at a party. I'll tell you the true story because I don't. Oh really? I don't is tell there, everyone this is true there a story. falsehood out there. There is. Okay. Um, I was a. I just graduated from high school. Yeah. Went to a very exclusive boarding school in the east in Lakeville, Connecticut, called Hotchkiss. Oh really? My father had prep gone school? there. Yeah, prep school. His father went there. My brothers went there. It was like one Legacy. of those things. And I was like one of the first group of women to go through there. <laughs> I graduated, and yeah. and they were throwing a party for me at home at a friend's house, and. And there was a band, and and there were parents and kids, and and someone had just given me my first quaalude. Oh, good! And which may have saved my life because uh, here's how I figured that maybe didn't, didn't I don't bleed know. Out. <laughs> yeah, because I lost three you, quarters of my blood, like I did almost. Oh it was my like it god! Was, it was. It was, you know, and we were playing this game where the girls had balloons tied around their ankles, and and you were in a couple, and you tried to pop the other couple's balloons. Wow. Okay. So I wish I could say like, oh, of course. That no game. one's ever played that yeah, game. Right. And I was cheating. I had a strapless long dress on and I had it tied around my knee, but so no one could pop my balloon. Right. And so the last, we were the last two couples and someone was, this guy was furiously trying to step on my dress and it ripped it and it 
started to fall off and i was like in front of all these people and i picked up my dress and ran to go in through the the porch those sliding doors and some of them were open and some weren't and i just crashed into it and the glass like fell on I fell onto my leg, which is where I lost. Um, you cut the big one. It cut, yeah. Oh, yeah. My right leg, less, less artery tendons. It was crazy. Oh and, God! And I just all I could do is I turned to the band, which right there, and they're all like, their yeah. jaws on the floor, and I'm Ooh. like, and I'm thinking that I just cut my finger, and I'm just saying, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that I've stopped the party. Like, please keep playing. And then I turned around and I looked at everyone in the party just staring at me, and it was like slow motion. And I thought, okay, uh, okay, this is a movie, and I'm going to scream, and I'm going to faint, and uh. I'm going to die. And, and I remember thinking that, and so I screamed, and I remember falling and and I remember just seeing a lot of people's faces come in over the top of my head like seeing people with drinks and cigarettes looking over to look at my face and like it was the weirdest thing and and then the then the hospital people oh, came the ambulance blood and all over there's blood all over I lost three quarters of my blood oh my it was, god it was crazy it was a crazy accident that happened to me in my life I was in the hospital for seven weeks what? I missed my first year of, of college I just took had to take a year off to to and, and again this 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 helped you do uh, the film Margaret oh yeah <laughs> see life into art yep exactly God that talk about yeah that was uh yeah for that, that for that ins- fucking one scene that was insane Kenny Lonergan is one of my favorite writers on the planet I just I laid in a pool of blood on Broadway and 74th Street for the whole day because I was covered in blood and they were like well we're gonna take a break do you wanna and I was like what am I gonna do go to Crafty and, and like I drip blood I, I can't I'm just gonna <laughs> just, stay here just give me a pillow stay and stay there I, with a teamster <laughs> and I lay on the on Broadway for the whole like for the whole with day with your fake leg like over a few feet away yeah exactly that, that scene was so fucking leveling. Oh my that movie, yeah, that scene was, and that's Kenny. Kenny directed me, and the he, I didn't know what to do. I had no idea. Like, how do you? And he was like, "Be mad now. Be be the." He just kept giving me different things to be. Oh, and, oh and for each piece. Just just giving me different directions because he, I think, in his mind that that experience must be very like you're um, obviously disorienting, but um, dying, uh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's more than that. I don't know. I just know that his direction helped me. Don't yeah, no, me no. To be yeah. mad now and be. But be, did you have with the same lines or was it with the, were same you improvising? Lines. Okay, no, same lines. Okay, just so you just do different to, takes. Yeah, I'm not a great uh, improviser, uh-huh. um, except for maybe at the end of scenes, I'll come up with something to say right. in the silence. If they let the camera keep rolling, then I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. come up with something. A button. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good. But that button. that that scene sort of like is the whole movie the well, whole movie is built around you getting hit by a bus which is exactly what kenny told me when he said when he tried to get me to come from la to do it and he said it's just this it's a really pivotal scene it's one scene but 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 you know it will will never get cut you yeah. are in the movie and that's what the whole movie is about it focuses on that incident so it's really important to me please come to it and i said i will i will do it I will do it for you. Did you like the movie? I love my. It's incredible. It really I think is. It's a masterpiece. It kind of. It really is. Like a, a, a post. The first post nine eleven. You know, masterpiece. I think. Yeah, and it, it, I. It, you know, I talked to him about it, and I. I don't know which version I saw because now I'm thinking like I just spent two and a half, three hours, and I might have watched, watched the, the wrong short version. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen the long, uncut version. Actually. But I thought everyone was so fucking good, and like uh, uh, w- w- the other woman who plays your friend. 
um, what now I'm forgetting her name, um, uh, Elaine May's daughter. Oh, you're talking about your uh, Jeannie Berlin. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And Jay Smith Cameron. Yeah. Who's Kenny's wife? Who, yeah. Who is? And she, yeah, she's, she's great. brilliant. She's, she's great. Love her. But you, but you didn't get to work with them because you're dead. No. Right. Everybody's talking about you, but you're dead. Yes. You're long gone. Yep. Dead. Yeah. But it, uh, but a great movie. So you go through a plate glass window. Do you almost die? Yeah. Is that what happens? Uh, uh, yeah. Three quarters well, of your blood. Three quarters that, of your blood. Did you see, like... Uh, um, I just know that in the in the ambulance, I was really irritated because they kept slapping my face. <laughs> stay like, awake. Stay they awake. Want, they didn't want me to slip into a coma, so they kept asking me all these stupid questions. And, so I, but I didn't tell them I had a quaalude. Oh. I didn't tell them. The, see how deep shame runs? I, I was so... <laughs> you could, your I, life could have hinged on it, but... I didn't tell them you that. You want to cop to it. Is this the first time you've really talked about that the quaalude was involved? Uh... I'm sorry. I yeah, I think it is. Oh. Well, good. How does it feel? Do you feel like a burden has been lifted? Do you... Not really. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wish there were, were more. I would kind of like to try one without going through a play class window. But my, Can't you know, get them I, anymore. I don't think it's the reason I went through the play class window. I think it may have I kept don't you loose. Know, kept kept you loose. loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have yeah. been worse, maybe. <laughs> it sounds like it was pretty bad, though. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Maybe the quail would stop you from cutting your neck open. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to look at it that way. But it doesn't sound like you got off easy. <laughs> no, I kind of want to. Let's do our like a Jaws thing here and compare scars. There's my scar here. See, it goes Holy like shit. this and it went all the way down and cut across oh, here and cut God. the tendons. And so my foot, oh. I, I can't lift up my toes on that foot. Oh, now? Oh, yeah. Even? Yeah, my foot's really fucked so up. So what, that's what got us there, is the, the end of your figure skating career. The end of my figure skating career was that. And then, um, yeah, and then I went to Kenyon. And and, uh, and my freshman year at Kenyon yeah. College, that's when, you know, they had built this beautiful new thrust stage theater called the Bolton Theater. Yeah. And they had uh, Paul Newman, who was a graduate, graduate of uh, Kenyon. He was coming back to direct the first play in the new theater. And you're a freshman? And my, I was a freshman, and I got in that production, and I got to be, I mean, we were, there were just chorus girl parts for the women in that. Yeah. It was called Cece Pyle and the Bunyan Derby. And, Why that play? Um, it was a new play that was, they that Michael Christopher, who had just won the Pulitzer Prize for Shadowbox, yeah. he wrote this play for Paul to direct because Paul and Michael Christopher and Joanne Woodward they were all friends so they In asked Westport, Michael hanging around yeah sure yeah. sure yeah. and so they asked Michael to write this play and he did and it was the only production ever done yeah. um, at Kenyon and I got cast in it and um, and uh, started a friendship with uh, with Joanne and, and Paul as an 18 19 year old yeah it was pretty they great they took to you yeah they were Paul said if you ever need a favor you let me know. He said, it has to be very specific, so don't waste it. But if you have a favor, I want to help you out. And I never asked him for it because I never, I kept judging my favors. I was like, yeah. ah, that's not a good enough one. Well, yeah, oh, really? Like, which, what were some of the options? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I'm like, can you get me an acting career? I know I, It took me forever. You know, I was like, I didn't start working until I was 38. So I had a lot of years in New York where I was just doing, you know. 38? Yeah. Yeah. So wait, no. So you're dealing with Paul Newman in what year is that? Um, that's uh, um, uh, eighty. No, seventy-eight, seventy-nine, somewhere. So in there. wow. So like he was still like it was sort of the new, uh, you know, older Paul Newman doing movies. Like yeah. around it was that around the time of the verdict, maybe. Yeah. What a great movie. Yeah. God. But what kind of guy was that guy? Oh, he was extraordinary. He was so. Uh, he was a. <laughs> I love to watch the way he directed because he would, 
he loved actors. Yeah. He loved talking about acting. He did. Yeah. He really loved the whole process. He loved um, directing. He would sit and he would you know, watch a scene going on. And then he wouldn't direct from out in the auditorium. He'd get up on the stage and put his arm around whoever he wanted to talk to and give a note to. And and so it became this private relationship uh-huh. you'd have with Paul. And I kind of loved it as an actor, too, to know, like, I don't want to know what you're being told to do if I'm doing a scene with you, Mark. Yeah. And, and it's kind of cool to not know what the director told you to do right, and, right. and see how it affects me. And I, I, he just, he was, he really, I just was impressed by how much he loved actors and acting. Yeah, and, yeah. Know. I was just thinking of a moment I had. I don't. I, I'm new to really sort of. You're great in Glow. Well, I thank read, you very much. I, I, you really are. I love the show. Chris Lowell's a friend of mine. Oh yeah. And and I, I think the show's amazing. And well, I thank think you. You're a really good actor. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think if it's in my wheelhouse, I can do it. But here's what what happened uh-huh. to just talk to, to your story, which is better. But in terms of not knowing what the director is directing other right. actors to do right. um, is I did a very short walk and talk scene with Robert De Niro in this new Joker movie. Okay. I'm going at it with De Niro <laughs> and it's cut and then I see De Niro walk over the Todd Uh-oh. and I'm like, oh. And, then, <laughs> and Todd... <laughs> Todd comes up to me and goes, hey, man, like, like I didn't see him talking to Deer. He goes, you're coming in a little hot. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, I'll take it down. I'll take it down. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little jacked up. Uh, I, was, like, I guess, uh, I mean, but you'd hope that the director would, if the director wanted you to do that, he would do that. But I understand him going the, that No, route, that's the right route. That's, that's the right route. But, but, but it, yeah, I, I, I've seen that before, too, when yeah. I, in a scene and I see someone going to the director and I'm like, Uh-oh. my hackles go up. I'm yeah. like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brad Whitford always says this funny thing. He says, when an actor gets a note, the first thing he thinks is, fuck you. Yeah, right. And then it's like, I suck. Yeah. And, and then the third thought is, how can I, how can I please you? How yeah, can I yeah, make yeah. you? <laughs> you guys work together forever. Yeah, well, I think, I keep thinking it was seven years. Maybe West Wing was six years. I can't even remember anymore. It, it, was, it feels like it was on my entire life. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I did. I mean, if I added up all my personal time in those six or seven years, I, I, I probably had an hour of free time. I mean, it, it, those hours were. I mean, do you have them on Glow? Do you have those hours? Crazy. 12, 13 hours. We're not. We're. Not, I mean, they usually make their days give or take an hour. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're not going much over twelve hours. Yeah. But we're, you know, some days, yeah. And you're dealing with a lot of people when you have the big cast thing. And everyone's got to be there, even if it's just to go, can I leave? You know, like, even if it's one line, you're yeah. still there. Oh, when we were in the, we call it the awful office because yeah. <laughs> it was just, you yeah. would be in there for hours. And it, the trick was to place yourself in the scene where you'd have the be up to be in the least amount of coverage. <laughs> and that became the you game. You had that choice? It was, well, you if you justified your care. No, I think that CJ would be standing here because she needs to be close to the door in case there's an emergency, like, whatever. We in would case like, CJ, in case Allison needs to go home. Because Allison has a party she wants to go. <laughs> Go to her. She has a plane she has to catch. Oh, Dulé was really good at that. Dulé Hill was really good at, at placing good. himself to get out of a scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh Just my that you're God. like five feet away from all the other actors. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for a, for like an over the other person shot. No. And no, no overs. I'm alone over here. <laughs> no, you don't so they, tie me. I'm not tied into anyone. You're free to go or, you know, shoot around. Oh, didn't the director ever come in and go like, why is everyone standing against the wall? <laughs> <laughs> but 38. So wait, so you now your relationship with with Paul. Yeah. And the, well, Joanne. Um, but you went through all four years of Kenyon. I did. 
I did. And you stayed in theater, you, but you got, what, a liberal arts degree? Uh, a theater history major. But but you were doing the acting, but that you couldn't major in it as an undergrad? No. Right. No. And then did you do graduate? No. Well, I went to the Neighborhood Playhouse in New School York. in New York, which is not a just an acting two-year acting program that Joanne Woodward had gone to and she said you should come to New York and go to the neighborhood playhouse so I ended up going there but not because I filled out I'm yeah. such an I don't know what my deal is but I I I didn't fill out the application my friend Allison filled out my application for the playhouse and sent it in and I so I got a letter saying I was accepted and yeah. I didn't I didn't apply. So things like that have happened in my life when people do things in, like for me because they know that I'm I'm a procrastinator and I'm was lazy. Was it procrastinating or were you uh, just probably sort of a little like fear. You I was probably afraid to go to New York and be try to be an actor from like Ohio. I yeah, I didn't think I would I just didn't think I didn't know what I was going to do. Did you were you keeping in touch with them throughout college? Uh, this is pre-email, like I'm uh, with no, the Newmans. No, I saw. I mean, after we, you know, that play was yeah. a pretty big thing for all of us, and we spent a lot of time with them. What did so. you learn from them during that? Aside from the, you know, being a, a, a an intimate director, uh, he's good. I played pool with him. I got to drive his dots in 280Z. So you learned um, how to drive a stick with Paul uh, Newman? No, I had. A, I had. A, actually, that was how I got. The, I auditioned for the play, and I, my grandmother had just given me a Scirocco. Oh yeah, the Volkswagen Scirocco. Sure. Yeah, I had a, a nice navy one. blue Scirocco stick nice. shift. Were there stripes? And no, okay. just navy blue with a tan interior. Oh, nice, yeah. And I, um, I talked about my drive from Dayton, Ohio to to Kenyon College, yeah. and how I could cut off this amount of time if I drove over the speed limit on uh-huh. the stretch and whatever. And I thought I was appealing to, I knew he was a race car driver and I thought this, uh, this Your Scirocco stories would really charm I him. don't know if that's what it was or if I, if <laughs> I just had the baby fat of a, you know, 1930s, 20s flat. I don't even remember yeah. what the... But part of the audition was driving... No, you just had to tell a story. They just oh, said, get uh, up on stage and yeah. tell a story. You, you were appealing to his, you know... I was appealing to uh-huh, his race car uh-huh, driving uh-huh. Um, interests. And so. it worked? Well, it did. I got you cast. I don't know if that was it or if it was my... My good looks, or you know, maybe you just did a good job acting. Maybe you had that thing. Maybe I did. But what was his like approach to like talking about actors? Because like he's sort of a method dude, right? Um, I don't know if he's methody, methody, but um, I thought he was a Strasbourg guy. No, what I, do I know? I don't know which one. Yeah, he was. I mean, group Joanne was definitely part of the group. Yeah, theater, but I don't know about Paul so right. much. Um, I just know that he liked talking about acting and choices and I think choices. he was more into the cerebral yeah. part of it um, Joanne came to it from the, the playhouse um, so what is that so you graduate college and you go to New York you tell your parents I'm going to New York I'm going to be at the playhouse after your friend Allison gets you in I know she gets me in yeah. and I go and they're like okay sure yeah they what is that there. thing I remember seeing it what was the actual what was that playhouse the neighborhood playhouse was um, um, it was on Fifty Fourth Street, Second yeah. and Third, somewhere there, a big red door, right? Like a, a town four story uh, building, and they they taught um, Latter Virginia, taught elocution, and there was breath. There was a little of uh, that breath work. So it was a school, or, and it was a school, yeah, a two year program. Yeah. They had a hundred students in the first year, and then twenty four, you know, in the in the second year, right? Um, oh, everyone gets so really you, you get, get there's that big there's a cut. that big a cut. Yeah. Holy shit. And you learned about emotional preparation and you learned about, I mean, there's some things that just are 
terrible because you learn to sort of disrespect the, the word, the like word, which, written which words. One? Oh, right. Just any script, your script, you sort of, they tell you to throw out, don't worry about the script. It's all about the emotion. Really? Do you so, think the opposite is true now? Yeah, it's, but it's yeah. As, as learning to do, right. to work with the emotion, it's, it's a good process to go through to not, not think of the So the, read the it script. and think what's, what's Well, like, feeling. so you could say a line, like if the line was, I, um, I hate you. You don't yeah. necessarily have to say it like I hate you. you could yeah. be like I hate you. Yeah, you could yeah, be happy or yeah. you do it silly. I mean, it just taught you to just disconnect from the script and and have an emotional life aside from it. And then you then you marry the two later. But it, it takes right. you years to come so, to that. I think. Do you do the action verb thing or the action words for each sentence of the script? You, 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 what you're what you're trying to do? No. All right. I don't do any of that crap. Okay. I don't know what I I don't do a. Um, I just uh, yeah you just like you've been doing it a long just time and you that do it moment I do it I don't and I always feel bad when I see someone's script they've got all these things written all over it, and I look at mine and there's like absolutely nothing so you don't even highlight the name well that, that I started doing just to look like I was like you know working out I remember you know, just <laughs> this is my line highlighting it and then scribbling something to look yeah, like yeah, an okay. Xing and putting arrows and like exclamation point and um, but I don't I don't know I just know I I, I do it as I, I feel it rehearse it and then yeah. I, I know what it is or maybe I don't maybe sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing right. but I'm doing it yeah and it and it's working so I don't have to that's what I hate having to talk about what I do after is like I have no idea right what Everybody's, I'm doing and and this I don't know how to break it apart or tell you I just but you did a lot of it and you do a lot of it and you work a lot so I mean it's like eventually <laughs> you've you're it's your job yeah yeah <laughs> it's just my job yeah but it. but the neighborhood playoffs do they, they put on shows as well well for the second year students you do to showcase to you know get agents to to yeah. be, to come and, and is that and what you did i did i didn't get an agent out of it though really yeah i think i was just i was too tall and too uh, not pretty enough to be um um an ingenue too weird like i had to grind to get older before i started working I but think, wait so um, what did you do from age 22 to 38 or whatever oh god i mean um, like you're telling me really that you yeah. didn't you didn't well i did honey i did well honey, yeah sweetheart it's okay baby yeah all what's those. your name again mark um Marin. mark Marin. Yeah, i'm talking i to did you. I, <laughs> I did i did okay let me tell you i oh i scooped ice cream on spring street uh-huh um i worked as a nighttime receptionist at a recording studio which i say which I, I actually be, was a drug dealer there yeah. because I didn't know it but I oh, was yeah. people would come in and dropping things off for the nighttime <laughs> session musicians like oh, oh, oh Mr. So-and-so here this came for you for you know da, is da, there da. a Mr. So-and-so are you yes, hiding someone's name I'm hiding name? someone's name I'll tell you after <laughs> because you'll probably know I yeah. don't know but um, any but, of them but it was kind of yeah. crazy to to realize that and uh, I didn't tell my parents that of course and then did, I did was did they know um, about the quaalude they don't oh know. good well, and, well I'm glad you tell me. They're just down the street, wherever they think, are. They're not going to listen to this. No, probably not. My dad hasn't. So why are you would serious? They? Yeah, That's really? it. yeah. And, and not one of the nine hundred. Come some, on, I mean, yeah. he's just lying to you. Maybe he is. That's true. Maybe I don't he know. is. Does he that kind of guy? Would he be? Is he secretly proud of you? He's like no. He he's he's proud of me. I think yeah. No, he's definitely proud of me. He, I don't know what he's doing. Like you know, you talk about your dad playing guitar. My dad sits around going like, ah, I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> like he just he's got all this time on his hands, but he can't figure out one fucking thing to do. Except uh, complain about not wanting to do anything. What did he do for his life? He was a surgeon. He was a surgeon? He was a surgeon. God, couldn't he like 
knit or something or i don't know if that'll do it (laughs) he retired he tried a lot of weird things he became a postman for a while because he thought i don't i think he had some weird idea that he would be socializing with people as a mailman and then (laughs) then he worked at walmart for a minute but how old is he is he like my just turned 80 oh he's younger than my folks are five years older than so he needs to be doing something yeah i don't i don't know get him a guitar does he play good i mean it's just it's tough you know he sits around he does like weird uh, research online he watches the wrong kind of television you know he uh yeah What's the wrong kind of television? Fox. He watches oh, Fox. Oh, the wrong kind of television. Yeah. And he's, but he's, ne- you know, he's never been, he's not, he doesn't know much about politics, but I think he likes the anger of it and the focus of yeah. the personalities. And he tends to think it's real news. And then he gets on the phone with me and starts talking, doing Fox talking points. And I'm like, I'm not even going to do this with you because yeah. you don't know what you're saying. Oh, and then I'll man. explain to him that there are three branches of government and that there's a legislative branch and a judy. <laughs> And then he's like, okay, maybe you're right. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But and you know, your mom, what's your? She's in uh, Florida. She's all right. Sure. So they're da- they're when your dad is. Yeah, he's in New Mexico in Albuquerque, in where New I grew Mexico. up. Yeah, uh, they're, uh, they're, we're all uh, everyone's better off that he's got uh, his life there and his wife, and we're all very grateful that she has him covered. Okay. Okay. Copy that. Copy that. But that worries me. I can't. What? I want to think about your dad just sitting there. It's like ah, his hobby is complaining. Uh, you know, that's what he does. You know, he. You know, he. He. That's that's his thing. Worrying I feel like and complaining. I'm this close to that. Really. Mm. I don't want to go. I don't want to go do Mark Martin's pot. Yeah, I know. I like, where is, it? Where, 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 where is it? where do I got to go? Where is it? What time? <laughs> Can we do it earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Rosenthal no. has a goose. Is no, any- I was really excited about coming to talk to you, although intimidated because of all your, you know. Anna Ferris said you didn't want to do it. Well, she'll she said Starting that because she no, it's not entirely false. I didn't want to do it because I didn't because I was intimidated and didn't as I, I said I didn't want to. I'm not, I'm like a, a better listener and I feel like I don't have it. Well, whatever. I don't want to go down I the self pity thing. I was intimidated. Really? Come yeah. on. Why I was. Yeah, Allison Janney's coming over, and uh, like I don't. Uh, all I know is what I know from watching you work. I didn't know which character you would be when you came here, and most of them were scary. <laughs> You're like, which one is she really? Because uh, there's a few that oh. I really don't think I could talk to. Oh my god, you're right. Okay, I get, I get that, I get that, I get that. But my, my, see, I hate when people think that I'm that they're going to be talking to CJ and I'm not that How did, well, you? But somehow or another you've managed to f- transcend that it, which is impossible. I imagine there's plenty of people that still see you as her but I didn't watch the West Wing. I'm one of yeah. those people. So like to me you've always been that actress. Yeah. <laughs> and then at some point you were like that's Alice and Janney. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but for about a decade you were that oh that lady. That, that lady <laughs> from the that tall lady from the from, from American the, Beauty uh, and um, I remember seeing her in Little Things right? Yeah. And then she yeah, yeah, that's right. Martin Sheen calls me the big lady. Oh, really? He could. He was terrible with names, and, and he knows bad. my name now. But 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 he would call me the big lady. How did you teach him your name by walking up, going Allison? I called him Pumpkinhead oh. until he learned. Until he said my name. I know it was a great show, but I don't know what years were that because I was probably not watching television. I think it was two thousand to two thousand six. Yeah, 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 no, I I don't know what I was doing, but TV wasn't part of it. That's all right. So yeah, that's I was so busy good. trying to. Uh, to be a comedian. A lot of people are coming to it now because it's so great. Relevant. It's an antidote to, you know, oh, what's yeah. going yeah. on now. Can we have that one? Why yeah. can't Martin Sheed be president? Why can't he? Oh, God. What a mess. Oh, my God. Sorry. So you're scooping ice cream. You're a drug middleman. Yep. Middlewoman. And, and, uh, and I'm in a lot of theater companies. That was big. Big. 
theater companies, the Red Earth Ensemble, yeah. the Fax, In New York. Shadow Fax Company, the, uh, and then Joanne started uh, the group, the Actors Group of New York, yeah. otherwise known as Agony. Which is <laughs> but we had that. So we just did plays and tried to get people to come see them, tried yeah. to get agents to come see them. And I had, you know, my terrible agent stories where people had said, you're too, you're not pretty, you're too tall, what are we going to do with you? Yeah. Le- aliens and lesbians and yeah. all that kind of right. stuff I had. And, aliens and lesbians? Yeah. Of the options, yep. Wow. Apparently, and um, and I just stuck it out. I just um, you know, I I I went to the Johnson O'Connor Institute to do aptitude tests to figure out what else I could do because uh, nothing was happening. And what came me. out? Figure skater? Um, no. <laughs> well, I a systems analyst. Hmm. What does that even mean? Well, what do they yeah. do? Well, it's, this is my um, my understanding is that there's someone someone hires them. They go into a company and yeah. go, "Oh, I see. This is what's wrong. You need to do this. Move this person oh, over here, oh, and right. so they see what's wrong and fix right. it." Right. Fixers, I guess. So you, you got the control freak diagnosis? Uh, no, I feel like they didn't know what to do with me. They, they looked at, I, I envisioned you, you these people the in a room that were like, what are we going to tell her? Well, I don't know. Because I just, can't I can't do imagine, anything. I can't do anything. <laughs> tell her she'll be, just, that's easy, systems analyst. Yeah, like, yeah, it's vague. Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't, I don't know. And then I, I think the next day I got a job understudying Kate Nelligan and Faith Prince and Terrence McNally's Bad Habits at, at the wow. Manhattan Theater Club. And that was a huge thing for me to get. That was your first job? That was my first job after I was going to quit for the last time. Uh, you know, I was really going to go In back. In these theater companies, did you come across people that you now know that are, you know, big actors? Or were you, because I know there were people that had theater companies. And I don't think, really? I don't think a lot of people went on to do it. Huh. Um, it's tough, 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 long haul, tough racket. I would have, if I were something else I could have done, I would have done it. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't it weird when you're possessed by something and then, you know, it's too late to do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what am I going to, you just like, you come up blank where you're like, I could always, oh no, it's too late. <laughs> I know, I'm probably, I'm at that age now where I just realized, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, there's nothing else. Uh, well, the, even well, at 38, it was like, wow. Uh, That's yeah, scary. Can't do that anymore. So can't what? Do that what was anymore. the big break outside of being Kate Nelligan's understudy? Uh, I I gotta say, um, okay. Well, my okay. Um, getting my first Broadway show right. was uh, Present Laughter with Frank Langella Ooh. that I did um, at the Walter Kerr Theater. Oh, that's big. And and which is where Springsteen was doing his show, which was so cool for me to think. But anyway, that's where I had my Broadway debut in that theater. Frank Langella. Frank Langella. He's a he's a powerhouse. Yeah, he is. I was terrified of him. Terrified, convinced I was going to get fired every day of rehearsal. I was. I, I, it was just the two of you? No, it was a big a big cast. Oh. Right? But but I had to play his ex wife and we're the lead yeah, relationship yeah. Right. um in the in the play and I, I um I was so terrified of him and and since you know, I, I got through that awful, awful um, phase, but yeah. it was really, and my my younger brother Hal was the one who saved me with that because he was he he brought up that movie, the Gene Hackman, the Hoosiers, yeah, you know, and they take yeah. the small town team to the big town. And yeah. It's like, look, it's the same size basketball um, court, yeah, you know, right, right. measurements, oh, same right. relationship to that. And my right. brother was like. That's all it is. Just because it's worked. Broadway doesn't, you know, it's the same relationship. You got an audience, you got a stage, you did, and it did. It did kind of work. Calm me down, help me, help me get over the the bad part of it. And once that, once I was out there, you forget how much the audience. As much as I'm afraid of them, they really bring a lot to, you know, 
booing you up, like feeling sure. like you got. Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's like that's what you do it for. Yeah, like you know, like I imagine after a week on, when you're actually doing the run, you're like, holy shit, yeah. this is the way I wanted to do this. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I wish it had been fun going back to Broadway. I went to do Six Degrees of Separation last or 2017 in the spring of 2017. Yeah, no I good. Did. No, it was just I had stage fright like crazy. Uh, I was like, no, 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 no. What? I haven't come all this way to have this bullshit. No, this uh, is terrible. It was really. It was just no. I hated it. I'm laughing at something that. What? Uh, do you know Harbor David, the actor from Stranger Things? He's you, you mm. know. Yeah. It was just this that moment where he would. We were talking about when you're about to go on stage and you're yeah. freaked out. Yeah. And yeah. you've done it a million times, but yeah. like for some reason, there's that moment where yeah. you, you don't think you know any of it. Yeah. Like this, he just had this moment where he's like, he's like two lines away from his entrance, and he goes, "Somebody give me a script." <laughs> <laughs> I have lived that. I have lived that moment. I have many times. Oh, it's horrifying. It's terrifying. Right I haven't before done I, when I had to go on for Kate Nelligan, when I in Bad Habits, I actually had to go on. You did, and the the show starts with a big crack of 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 thunder and yeah. lightning effect. Yeah, and I'm and you have to I have to walk out on stage in that thunder lightning, and, and, and you, the thunder goes, and I'm like, what's my first line? What's my first line? And I'm screaming like literally didn't know, and I had to walk out. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And, and the lights came up, and and. And it was there. It came wow. out. It just came out. But I, I was it's the worst. Oh my god! Because that's the one that you need to get in. Yeah. If you don't have that, you no. can't get in. Oh my god! Why did we? It's terrifying. Uh, awful, awful, awful. I felt like I mean, not to bring up politics because I don't want to talk about. Yeah. It, but that, 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 that meeting with Pelosi and Schumer and Pence and Trump yeah. in the when Pence is sitting there, I was like, that is my actor's nightmare right there. Yeah. It's like I'm in a play, but I forget what my lines are. I don't even know if I'm in the scene. <laughs> but I'm out here on stage. Like it was like it, it just embodied uh, everything that uh, everything that I fear about being on stage and not knowing. Ugh, it's terrible. Now we, I'm now I'm worried about you making it to the goose party. What time is it? It's four thirty already. It's four thirty. That's fine. No, okay. I, I'm I'm we got my goose party. Um, um, is yeah, but I'm I don't have to be there at five. Okay, all right. Because like I feel like okay, so no, you know, no, please. I'm not freaking out. I, so you I do know. theater, and then like you, I got um, a soap opera, The Guiding Light. That uh, was a huge thing for me to yeah. get in terms of paying my own rent. Because right. my parents have helped me along the way this right. whole time. Sure, I'm very course. fortunate yeah. to have had their help. Mm-hmm. Um, even though my father would be, you know, quite concerned and say, I think you might want to get a yeah, maybe she'd be a systems job, analyst. Uh, yeah, or maybe something. yeah. I think I didn't even tell them that um, yeah. outcome, but because um, they would have went, that sounds yeah. fine now. <laughs> but um, um, so yeah, I was I was a ginger, this maid on the guiding light, and they paid me very well. It was you really, did a lot of episodes. A, yeah, I did. I think I I, I always, always forget. Like, I think I did it for a year. It's like a crash course in weird TV because they do. Yeah. You just shoot. Like a hundred of them, right? Yeah, or, or I, I don't know. Didn't they? Didn't they? It didn't. Didn't it? Like my impression was they they shoot quickly. They did. They they broke down the day in terms of you were either shot in the afternoon or the evening or the morning or the afternoon. They do like an episode in a day, and it was, right? It was great. It was very fast. Yeah, and I I I, I loved it. It was kind of fun. Did people it. know you from that? Uh, no. Oh, they well, didn't. some maybe some ladies, people people yeah. out there, but no, I've never had anyone say, "Oh my god." 
Ginger on the Guiding Light. No one ever recognized me from that. But um, and then uh, shortly after that, I did. You know, Williamstown Theater Festival introduced yeah. me to a lot of people. That's where I think I think I made a lot of connections yeah. that paid off right. later. Um, and um, Stanley Tucci, yeah, and I. Um, we got cast in this play with Naked Angels called um, Fat Men in Skirts. Mm-hmm. It's a Nikki Silver play. Really crazy, crazy play. Yeah. In it, I get, you know, I get, it's a plane crash and, and um, we start off on an island. We've crashed our planes, yeah. crashed on an island with my son. At the end of the first act, my son is sodomizing me. Then I'm like uh, coming yeah. back crazy from the island. It's one of the, but it's it's hilarious. and um, Sounds funny. <laughs> It's it's really yeah. crazy and yeah. funny, but I did, Stanley was in that with me, and uh, and then he had wrote this movie called Big Night. And yeah, he said, I hey, saw that movie. Uh, will you come? You know, be in this movie. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool thing. And yeah. Then, but and then Mike Nichols saw me in that production of Fat Man and Skirts. Yeah. And he put me in um, Primary Colors, which was a huge movie for me because yeah. I. Got to do that big Pratt fall down the stairs and be, um, and, and I know that's where Aaron Sorkin saw that movie and wanted to see me for CJ on the West Side. So Way. those were the primary so ones. Those are kind of big things that, that happened that introduced me to people who who ended up. So playing. you didn't do a lot of bit parts in TV, or, two, or you did a few? Uh, I did a few. I yeah. did one on Bill Cosby's show. Um, and I, I don't remember which show it was of his. You were still in New York, though? Or I was when in did New you come York. Out? Yeah, oh, okay. I was in New York. And it was, I just was, I remember the going in for the part of a nurse, and then they changed it to a janitor, and then they changed, they kept changing my part around. And yeah. I, I don't even remember, I never saw it. I have no idea. So I did that little part. I did the soap opera. I did uh, not too much, too, mostly theater, all, all theater th- um, things. And then. So you were like, did, and did you actually do a Prairie Home Companion? Oh, yeah, I did that a lot. And was that like a regular gig? Did you have to live in Minnesota or you'd go knock him out? No, I had, um, I took that job because I was afraid of flying and I thought I got to, I, I didn't want, I told myself I would never let my fear of flying get in the way of taking a right, job. And right. so I got auditioned for the Perry Home Companion and I got the part and, and it meant that I would have to fly every Friday to Minnesota and we would tape the show on Saturday and I'd fly back Sunday. Okay. So I had to do that, but I had a uh, my brother, my younger brother lived in in St. Paul, so I got to go see him. So I looked at it as an opportunity to see him and also just get over my fear of flying. So I did it and I had a great time working with uh, Garrison. He's a, a, a very eccentric, yeah. odd, uh, brilliant man, and um, I had a lot of fun with everyone who worked on that. It sounded fun. I would listen to it sometimes because I just have NPR on in, yeah. you know, when I was living in New York. And it, yeah. it was like, it seemed a little like uh, uh, oddly. I just I, I would just listen to it, but it didn't seem like it was really geared towards me. But no, I enjoyed it. It's kind of hokey, a little. Yeah, in yeah. Way, but in a guy noir. Way. Yeah, guy noir. I love doing those skits with him, doing all those. Were you the voices. lady on guy noir? I, in some of them, yeah, not yeah. all of them. But there yeah. was a season where I was uh, I played the lady in that, and I did the joke episodes with him, and and um, he had some cool people working for him. There was this one guy. I wish I could remember his name. He had really long hair, and he would drive the trucks, and he would go to wherever Garrison was going ahead of time to to hang out in the local bars and find out all the, the local stories and oh, colors. Really? So the research, no the shit. The research, and then he'd give it to Garrison, who would write these unbelievable monologues. I mean, he never, he would just go out and talk. He wouldn't have a script or oh, anything. Really? He didn't have a teleprompter. He would just go out on stage and just talk huh. for, uh, it was kind of extraordinary yeah, what, yeah. what he could Did do. Did he get into a little trouble? I don't know. Oh. 
I, I can't remember. I feel like he, I don't know. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, I'm going. I wonder, but I you wonder. didn't have any problem. No, not at all. Nice guy. I, I, no, he was, he was lovely and I, I enjoyed doing that show a lot. So after those movies though, like I think the first time that like I really registered you was in the ice storm. Oh yeah. I love the movie because it was a, it was my parents' generation that they were coming of age as right. young parents in that time. Did your parents do key parties? I don't know, but they were I I I feel like there might have been some swinging. I don't I'm not sure, but like if looking at some of the pictures of them in yeah. the 60s, I was sort of like, hmm, why are they I would I I don't know your parents, but I feel like looking at you that you would, that I would think that of your parents more than my parents. <laughs> right. No, my, there's a lot of pictures of my mom and some swinging guards. Scarments, yeah. my dad, and some Nehru collars. All right, all right. yeah, maybe Copy that. Not but my that, parents; they were very um, no, they no, were not that, not that wasn't that wasn't their bag. No, but that was like that was like a big movie. Yeah, it was a cool. It was a really good movie to be part of, and I remember. And you know what else was? When did okay? Um, American Beauty and Ice Storm. When did did those ninety nine and nineteen ninety nine American Beauty Ice Storm ninety seven. So you must have done it like a year okay. after. I guess so. I, I, I think maybe being in that ice storm was helpful to get in. Well, Alan Ball is the one who got me into, um, see, this is another theater connection because I did his play six, no, five women wearing the same dress at the Manhattan Class Company in New York. And Alan wrote that and he had me come in and read for Sam for yeah. American Beauty. Uh-huh. And, and then I got that. But, but that that part's so disturbing. I know. So what music were you playing for that role in your before I wish you I went on? I remember. Um, actually, you know, it's weird. I, I I remember sitting there in that dining room and just staring, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to think of the best sex you've ever had? Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of thought about that. But you didn't tell your face. No, but it just like longing, longing, mm. something. Longing or something missing, just a, I don't know. Oh my god, this is like char- this is a horrifying. It, it was sad character. Yeah, very. I figured she was on the wrong dose of medication too. Oh, that's how. That, that's what you're thinking. That's, that's what, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's what it seemed like. A little um, anesthetized. And the hours. That's big movie for big actors. That was good. That was the one movie Aaron let me go do that while I was doing West Wing. I was the only actor of the main group that wasn't in all of the episodes because uh-huh. um, he let me go do the hours. Yeah, with Meryl and and London, and that was pretty exciting to be part of that and be with her and and have you know get to do a kissing scene with her and be like you know be her girlfriend. It was wow. crazy. Yeah, and she was so much fun. Which I loved about her. She yeah. was so not like this, you know, up on a pedestal and blood. Sure. She was just a girl. Yeah. She, she likes acting. To have fun. She yeah. liked to have fun and be, you know. And I remember, oh my God, where we were staying in, in some Hyde Park hotel. I don't know, remember, but it was a small little boutique hotel. Yeah. And I think. Um, I think it was John Cleese who was in the other, we were in the bar area and he was in the dining room. And I think she wanted to go say hi, but she didn't know if he would rem- remember her. And I was like, Meryl, Meryl, of course he would know who you are. Go say hello. And she comes back just absolutely dejected that she said she did her best sort of drive by where she just sort of walked through, floated through and like looked in his general direction and, and then didn't have the right eye contact and kept walking. And, and it was just it was so... John was probably just being a dick. Probably. I don't know, but I just it made me love her even more that she was oh, like, seriously, you think he's Meryl not going to just go say hello to him? Yeah. Like, you're, 
but yeah. she, I know, she, that's so that, funny. That, endeared that guy, her to me. I've talked to him. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah I know. I listen to your podcast got a lot with of, him. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I guess that Juno too, like that, really puts you on a bigger map. I know West Wing did, but as a as a film actress, like yeah. starting to kind of like get away from the TV thing yeah. a little more, right? Yeah, I, I was glad that I had the opportunity to be to have those because I think as a lot of people knew my work beforehand as a uh, you know on in stage and theater yeah. and other things and and Drop Dead Gorgeous was a movie that a lot of people are like huge fans of cult uh-huh. fans of that movie yeah. and that was a crazy character I played so anyone who was doing research it, people just knew that, that the CJ wasn't the only thing I had in my, my pocket even That's though a that was my With... introduction to the right. rest of the world I mean it became and a lot of people don't want to give her how, what's your relationship with Sorkin? Um, Sorkin, I I love him. I want. I wish I could work with him again. I don't know. You will. Um, no. Familiarity breeds contempt. Sometimes. Did you do know. that that uh, studio uh, sixty thing? Or the I studio? did. I did. Uh, I got to be myself. Like well, oh, I was oh. one of the you know guest hosts. And quality. so uh, let's just get to winning an Oscar. I, that was exciting to watch. Wow. Could you believe it? Wait, how much did you like? Did you think? It was going to happen. No, I, I I love my my friend Stephen Rogers who wrote Itania, and he told me about it when he was writing the part way yeah. back before he even written the, finished the script. He said, "I'm writing you a part, and you get to, you get to wear a fur coat and have a bird on your sol- shoulder." And I was like, "Okay, sounds like a winner, you know? Can't wait to you know." And and uh, and then they were trying to figure out. They decided they were going to do it. This you know whenever we did it. Yeah. And I was doing Mom, and I was rehearsing for my Broadway play. I was doing the Six Degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I don't have time to yeah. do this movie. And Steven's like, we're not doing it without you. So we're making it. I said, I don't, I honestly don't know if it's going to work. So the producers of Mom, the producers of Six Degrees of Separation, and the producers of I, Tanya all yeah. figured it out. But it was, it was crazy. I was like, how am I going to? It looks like I, you're always working though. I, 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 uh, I, I, well, that was crazy. That right. was a real, that was a kind of unusual, yeah, no, yeah. A lot of things unusually had to be busy time. Yeah. And then to, to, find out I didn't think for I mean you don't I think that's the best way to go into a role not yeah. like I'm doing this role because I'm going to win an Oscar for right. it right um, I don't know how many people can do that or who have done that but right. um, I certainly didn't take it because of that I took it because of as my friend Steven wrote it and it was a great script and great I thought, tone it's that really movie. great tone oh, Craig Gillespie good. god he's so he, he nailed that in which Trump. one was he he's the director oh okay yeah. he, he yeah, just did a fantastic great. job um, so I was uh, I I didn't know that was going to come of it, and then it started slowly building the the word of mouth, and then then getting nominated for things, and and every time I'd win something, I thought, well, I'm not going to win the next thing, you know. It just kept the pressure kept building, and because I because because of who I'm up against, you know, Laurie Metcalf is one of my favorite actors yeah, of all time. I've never, but I know her. I've you met her in passing. I just together. love her so much. So I was I I just and and Octavia, who's my yeah. dear friend, I love, and um I. I just you know Mary J Blige I, I, there were so many I, I so when when it was that night and yeah. I was waiting to hear my name it was more of when they said it it was more like oh my god I, it was more of a relief that I didn't get to that point and and lose because right. I'd won you know it yeah. was just there was so much pressure and so many people watching I felt so so many people's shoulders and eyes on me wanting me to win and, yeah and it was more like oh my god thank fucking god oh thank god thank god thank god <laughs> yeah and then getting up there i was just like i felt somewhat just very calm and like i, I was just 
it was it's a lot to go through one of those yeah. campaigns. I've never done anything like yeah. that. So yeah, it's and the crazy. line that my friend Nick Bakai gave me to say, you know, I did it all by my, I did it all myself, was so fun to say because it was so yeah. I mean, you know, Such I memorized the lines and I, yeah. I said them, but he's a funny Jesus, guy. How do you know him? Nick and I were in college together. We went to uh, Kenyon College together. No kidding. Because he yeah. was involved with the, the first uh, the first comedy channel like a million years ago, if I'm not mistaken. That, that sounds right. Well, he's our show, uh, one of our showrunners on Mom. Right. That's it. And uh, with Gemma Baker and... and uh, um, they um Nick is fantastic. I love I love him. We did plays together. We did That's cool. That's yeah. cr- it's well so there you go. That's yeah. a guy you've known forever. Yeah. And that, and the movie was like I thought the movie was great. And you dedicated the Oscar to your brother. Yeah. He had passed away? Yeah. Well, he took his own life. Oh. Yeah. He was um suffering probably a lot of mental issues, um substance abuse. Um yeah. Um, yeah For was, his whole life? Um uh, I would say pretty much at least most of his adult, yeah. young adult life. I mean, he died when he was 49, so oh my I would God. say most of his late thir- mid-30s on. He just, the struggle just got him. Oh, yeah. We, we He was in and out of places, and we kept trying to get him to, as my father said, he just couldn't find a place to land. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It was really sad. Is that something that's in your family? Um mental there's a lot of mental uh, addiction a lot of things yeah i yeah. would say there's a there's some pathology yeah there um on both sides i would say yeah so yeah i think he just um i wish he had gotten the right help yeah i just it has been going on for years yeah. yeah yeah well i'm sorry to hear that i know me too I is that and that was that some like some of the impetus for doing a show like mom yeah i Be- felt like i want i is it like it was a world that i felt that I wanted to be part of telling, you know, whatever I could do to destigmatize to it, to normalize it, and show people not just, you know, the dramatic parts of, of getting sober, but people who actually are, are living in recovery and having and fun hilarious. and hilarious and having fun. It just, that felt like an important story for me to tell. And I wanted to because of my, because of my brother. I feel like there are other ways I should be honoring him too, but I'm, um, I think that's, I a, think good that's a good way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like uh, you know, I've been I've been in the rooms for nineteen years, and like you know, there's there's a depth of humor and wisdom there that you, you know that it, it because of the language of recovery and because of the nature of people's personal stories in those rooms, yeah. like you know, you're laughing at stuff that's pretty fucking dark. Yeah, and it's pretty beautiful. Well, he, I wish that he had found that. Um, that in the rooms he just was like i can't go to another fucking church basement oh yeah he just resisted he did not like the community he didn't like going to meetings he didn't he he i don't know i would i don't know the compulsion was too strong do i guess is that what it is well i think like you know everybody resists it at first and it's just like there either you're going to have that moment where you know you've 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 really run out of ideas right so and, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, well, I can make this my own. There's, there's obviously help here, and you know, and there's no rules necessarily, yeah. right? So, it's just a matter of like understanding the things for yourself and realizing, like, it, you know, getting past the way the twelve steps look on a wall as being these weird God-oriented things, and yeah. sort of integrating them. You know, understanding powerlessness, right? Yeah. I mean that. 
that that's the whole trick. I, yeah, I don't think he got that. And yeah. I didn't, the God thing always. Yeah, but you can just remove that, I think. I know. I, I feel like he had enough people telling him that, but he just didn't yeah, want to get it, I think. Yeah, and, and there's like, there's nothing anyone can do after a certain point. No. You know, and yeah, I mean, the powerless thing is, it's 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 like, I don't know, like it, the disease is strong, you know? Yeah. I've been in a lot of the uh, Al-Anon meetings right. and I love going to those, but oh, I even get self-conscious hard. thinking, does someone... Do people think I'm here because of my show or what? You know, like I, oh, I get, researching. I, I get uh, in bad. Feel bad thinking people will think that. And then I went to one meeting where someone came up to me and said, "Just so you know, you're not safe here. So be careful what you say." And I was like, "Copy that." And then like, like I even stuff. I should be in the in those rooms yeah. every day. I'm like the classic Al-Anon person in every. Way codependency is a rough game, you know, because yeah. it's so fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, to have to learn how to do that if you don't have the the boundaries, or you know, you're not like that. That sort of like the idea of detaching but caring is a tricky. I know. Oh, it's like it it's, hard. it's it's yeah, the it's most hard. heartbreaking thing to because I think one of the last things we were just trying to get my brother to. We were in, oh, I don't even want it's, to. It's detached. It's this detachment part and yeah. cutting off from yeah. finances and things because it, enabling. Trying to, yeah, I'm trying not to enable. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, just, and, and just w- wanting to enable because I want to, because that's loved to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make him what feel do you need? safe. What do you yeah, need? Yeah. How do you can need I? some Xanax? I'll go to Laredo. I'll yeah. go over the border and right. get. I don't, I mean, I don't even know what else all was in his system in, in the end, and I wish I did know. But, but was know. it was on purpose? Yes. Yeah. It was uh. very much on purpose. Mm. So, I, But I think like it has working with, uh, you know, to sort of approach that as, as comedy must be kind of relieving yeah. in a way. Yeah, and Anna's really funny, and She's you're hilarious. and you get to do like like just like three camera. But like it was interesting when I watched it because I watched a, a bunch of them when I, I talked to her. Yeah. Did did not help the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that, that that's way up there with one of the like kind of more challenging conversations because like. You know, we were engaging and we were deeply engaged, yeah. but she wasn't giving me much. Yeah, she she she's she she holds her cards close to her chest. And I kept you know. pushing. She kept <laughs> charming me. I know. She was like, no, no, no. We're not going to talk about that because then I have to talk about it. Yeah. She, she, she helps. She but, but hilarious. I, but I liked it. I, you know, we I like having that tension and it, it was fun. You know, yeah. I think the the point where, you know, I'm talking to her while she's peeing was, I think it was That the first. was my favorite. Thing. Yeah, it's the first it was on the hilarious. show. It was hilarious. She is absolutely. She is so hysterical. But I think that, like, even though it's a three camera, and even though you know it's it's very cleverly written, but it's still a joke driven show. Yeah. That there's a depth to it because of the nature of what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm grateful for that because I don't. I mean, I know there's there's a lot of we have to serve the the, the jokes, but I I love the the moments that are yeah quiet that we. That, that are real and yeah there's definitely and, some yeah. real shit in there yeah yeah well I, I think you do great work Mark I think you do too and I'm now you know I want you to go eat goose with Phil Rosenthal are you taking your parents how's that uh, work yeah well now I see that I was all worried about the logistics of everything because my mom's not good in the car with other people and um, so uh, my assistant is driving them and then your guy 
yeah. who you picked. Who, yeah, who used to drive Jose, me occasionally. Yeah. Jose, it was very nice. Yeah. A wonderful driver. He's going to drop me off at Phil's house right now. Yeah, I think you can get there Should by 5.30. Should give the exact address? Phil Would you Rosenthal Phil, in, and tell me, tell me where the five, house he five, bought five, his parents five, is. Five, yeah, I'd like five. to know where that is. Where's the house that <laughs> Phil bought his parents? I was going to ask him that when I see him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm fine with Phil. I hope he's fine with me. Well, he sounded like he was, but I'll find out more. No, no, don't. Let's right. just leave it where it's at. All right. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Wow, that was great. What a great time. What a great talk. What a great person. I like her. I love her. I love her. Is that all right? So, again, Mom is on uh, on CBS on Thursday nights. It's in its sixth season, and uh, Troop Zero, Allison's new movie, has its world premiere at Sundance this Friday. I'm going to play my three chords in a slightly different way than I usually play them again. Okay? So let's do that. My three chords happening now. (laughs) 